You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind the entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Judy Sanderson is the founder and creative director of the eponymous fashion label, which she began in 2019. A native of South Africa, Sanderson studied finance and initially worked in East Africa and China, selling consumer goods for US multinational Procter & Gamble. After taking a sabbatical to rethink her options, Sanderson decided to pursue her dream and, after taking a degree in fashion in Hong Kong, began to design clothes. Now based in Porto, Sanderson's women's wear collection draws inspiration from Africa and is manufactured using sustainable techniques by a network of Portuguese producers. My story begins in South Africa. I'm from the northern part of South Africa, which is called Mpopo province. It's by the Kruger National Park, neighboring Mozambique. I was born there and I went on to study finance in my university. During my generation, you couldn't really pick which career path because our parents would pick that for us. And if you know a bit of the history of South Africa, in 1994, the apartheid era stopped. So my parents grew up during the apartheid era and a lot of black people were in poverty when I was growing up. So we were the first financially independent generation. Hence, we needed to pick careers that you would get a job and you would get money out of. Hence, you were either a doctor, you were in finance, engineer and those kind of uh, jobs. I was always a creative all my life. However, I couldn't go that path because that didn't pay the bills. I actually went on to work for a big multinational American, Procter & Gamble. They found me in university and that was my first job. I was with them for about six years, worked in South Africa in Cape Town. I was in the commercial department, was responsible for setting up distribution for Procter & Gamble in Southern Africa, East Africa, which I eventually had to move to Kenya, which was the hub for East Africa, covering Mozambique, uh, Angola, Zambia, Namibia, Botswana. I traveled a lot. It was very interesting for me since I love traveling and I explored different cultures in Africa and obviously learned a lot. In East Africa, we were selling products like Pampers, Always Pads, Hair Care, Pantene, for example, Oral B, Oral Care. So it was fast moving consumer goods, everyday things that we use. So while in Nairobi, Kenya, I actually met my current husband now. When we went on our first date, he actually asked me a very important question. He said, if you were to choose to be anything in the world, if money was not an option, what would you choose to be? And I stopped for a little bit and I told him I'd be a fashion designer. And he said, then be a fashion designer. What are you doing working for a multinational? And I thought about it because it was never a possibility. It was never an option growing up. And it was something that I thought I'd never ever do because it's never been presented to me as actually you can pursue this. It's an option. So from that day onwards, I was working towards, okay, so I'm going to be a fashion designer. I don't know when, but this is going to happen. So I got this assignment in China with Procter & Gamble, which I absolutely jumped on it because it was a new experience for me, experiencing new cultures, new tastes, new languages, which is something I love, and I love change in general. I took it up immediately, moved to China, and once I got there, I decided I'm going to take up a sabbatical. I was really happy at my job in Procter & Gamble. I was actually really good at it as well. But just because you are good at something that you're doing doesn't necessarily mean that's your passion in life and that's what you are naturally born to do. 
So I took up a sabbatical once I arrived in China just to take a break to explore a bit about this fashion passion that I had and I did a bit of research when I moved to Guangzhou, China as to any institutions, any schools that have fashion design in English and I actually found one which was Singaporean based in Guangzhou, China and I took up classes for three months in order to explore whether this is really what I wanted and I have never been most alive in my life. In those three months, I realized what I'm really naturally good at. And I had decided that, okay, so this is it. This is when I do the big leap, the big jump. This is when I go and face my manager and tell him I am not going to continue with Procter & Gamble anymore. I'm going to study again for the next three years. And that's what I, I did. I took the, the leap of faith after the three-month sabbatical. And I quit my job and I went back to be a full-time student. I was 27 years old at that time. My classmates were 19, 20 years old. And I studied in Guangzhou, China one year and I moved to Hong Kong, which was the main head office of the school, to complete my degree in fashion design. So my degree in fashion design was very holistic. So it was not just learning about design, but we were learning textiles, pattern making, sewing. So it was a full holistic fashion design degree. My intention of studying was not necessarily to go and work for a big fashion house. I had already worked for a big multinational corporate, which gave me all the basis that I needed in order to start my own business. Procter & Gamble is one of the best in coaching and training, so I had received that structure from there. My main aim was to start my own fashion label, my namesake brand, which after completing my studies, that's what I did. I started my namesake brand called Judy Sanderson. I moved to Portugal, which my husband is from Portugal, and also we weighed that Portugal is actually a very good country for production here in Europe. So when I started my company, Judy Sanderson, in Portugal, 2019, it was very clear for me from the beginning that this needs to be a conscious company, sustainable. So we started off just sourcing desktop fabric, which is fabric that a lot of brands overproduce. So a lot of factories in Portugal are sitting with a lot of dead stock, which eventually needs to be thrown into landfills because it needs to be destroyed because they cannot keep accumulating all this. So what we do, we approach them and we buy off all this stock that's been sitting there for years and we create collections out of it. So the philosophy of Judy Sanderson is actually rooted on uh, where I'm from and how I was raised because from my culture, from my village, we are raised with a philosophy of Ubuntu. Ubuntu is a way of living. It means I am because we are. It's living in community. So it's all about us. So whatever you do, you need to be considerate of the other. And if the other is hurting, then you should be hurting. If the other is happy, then you rejoice with them. So with that philosophy, it's all part of the foundation of my brand and all inspirations that come from the collections are all rooted on my foundation. From my culture, you will see vibrant colors because my culture is, it's a cocktail of colors. That's our traditional wear. So the designs and silhouettes that we do and we are strong at is trench coats and tailored blazers with broad shoulders. We do our dresses, midi dresses, maxi dresses, summer dresses, yellow, pink, green, bright colors. We also do some blacks as well because black is a super elegant color that is enormous for every collection. All these textiles are actually all sourced from Portugal because Portugal is rich in that and we like to work a lot with viscose. It's a quite a sustainable fabric as well as leocell. 
childhood in a span of six years I had three children and I had also a company that I'd just started so there have been a lot of challenges as you can imagine putting things into context starting a company being a mom moving to a new country not understanding the language and trying to penetrate a textile industry that speaks in Portuguese of course Portugal speaks English especially the young people they speak fluent English however when you move into the factories you really need to address them in the language that they understand so it was very important for me to learn the language right from the get-go so I am able to communicate clearly in a manner that people understand and people are more receptive when they can relate to you when you speak to them in their own language that was the most important thing I did first learn the language Though that didn't remove all the obstacles that come in your way. Firstly, when you're a woman in this industry, uh, it's a very masculine industry, as you know. So there are some challenges that only women face. So what I've realized is that fashion school teaches you to be a fashion designer and not to be an entrepreneur. And most designers leave fashion school wanting to build their own brand and making it big in the world. That's every designer's dream, right? And... Most designers fail because we are not trained to be entrepreneurs, we're trained to be fashion designers. I was lucky because I had the background of working for Procter Gamble, so I had that structural foundation. I started my company, which I needed to switch hats all the time. I'm still switching hats from one department to the next. I'm marketing, I'm sales, I'm production, I'm everything in this company, I'm PR. So... That was quite a transition for me as well. Having to take on the entrepreneur hat came with a lot of challenges because you need to know how to prioritize your time. You need to know how to manage people. However, I got the hang of it after a while, made a few mistakes on the way. But after a while, I started to understand the balance that is needed in order to get this ship going and get this machine rolling. That was Judy Sanderson, the founder and creative director of the eponymous fashion label. To find out more, head to judysanderson.com. Thanks to Ivan Carvalho for his reporting this week and to Christy Evans for the masterful mix. Join me again at the same time next week, but for now it's goodbye and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.